Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes, and with me is Peter Donahue and Pete L. Pete Leinweber. Your grandmother will be thrilled. She will be. She'll see two Pete's and know yeah. that yeah. one of them's. Yeah. Hey, listen, one of them's the right yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah. We should get this squared away. Does she understand that you're Pete? So if Andy says Pete is with us today, well, she she calls me Peter, but yes. um, we'll clear that up right now. I'll be Pete. Yeah. Well, sure. when Andy says this is who's with us today, yeah. Pete and Jansen, yeah, and whatever I, you know, that's you guys. I've been in very intentional. You lately, have. Been. I, I very clearly say Pete L. You do. On the podcast you do. every yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. So well, don't even, worry about especially it. Especially when you're not here. When you're not here, and we're talking about you, which right. you know happens a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, she the the backstory. I don't know if you heard this, Andy, but the backstory is she's a loyal listener of the show. And she gets the Apple podcast yeah. notifications mm-hmm. that says Andy and Pete, you know, yeah. discussing who knows yeah. what. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, that's oh, that's, that's my grandson. Nice. I'm going to listen. And then yeah. she, you know, no offense yeah. to oh. the, of course, the, the great Peter Donahue. Yeah, she absolutely. listens for the first 20 minutes yeah. and is like, wait a minute. He must not be on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Just get shut out of this. Yeah. His I mic must bad. not work. I got oh. bad info. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get listeners however we can. So, yeah, you know, I, Putting it in the, you know, like <laughs> yeah, that. The banner. Um, yeah. Which, this actually just reminded me, this is, we've had podcasts since this, but but we've never addressed um, you you picking up your ball in the ninth hole of our match. Right. At the staff trip. Yeah. Do you, do you, you know, Pete, Peter Donahue, you know, he, he had some harsh, had some words. harsh <laughs> words for you. Do you, I, well, do you have anything to say for yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a couple months since. Well, uh, I'll start up by saying I, I very much so respect Pete's opinions on a lot of stuff. So, um, if he has has some words about a certain situation, I, I you know, I trust it and I respect it. So, uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, you saw me; I immediately regretted it. There was no like, yeah, there was no, oh, I was right there. You should have oh, given me that putt. Um, we had been up late the night before, um, later than I had been up in a long time. So I was a little bit of. A little bit of sleep deprivation, um, and the match had gone pretty even all day. Uh, didn't have my best stuff. I don't think Steve would say he had his best stuff either. And you know, Steve's got a twenty-footer for birdie, and I'm—I have about a four-footer for for par. I did say it was about three inside of three feet originally, but I think looking back, it was probably closer to four. Mm-hmm. But it was up the hill, straight straight putt inside right edge. Um, and I just scooped it up, and I said, as I scooped it up, I said, Steve, you're not going to three-putt, right? You have, you said, <laughs> Talk right. about the curse. Yeah. Uh, hey, he yeah. hasn't missed a field goal. He hasn't missed a kick all year. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I uh, it, it all worked out in the end. I think if we had ended up losing, that would have haunted me for, for years to come. Um, it's a lot easier to swallow when you pull out on top at the end, but... You know, we, we learn from those those yeah. situations. Absolutely right. And I think Pete's uh, assessment of it was was accurate. Like yeah. you have no qualms with it. No. 
And you know, that's right. Uh, you know, we we knew you, that you would agree with it. It wasn't that harsh. No, of course. I just like, I just didn't know stupid. if stupid you wanted you wanted the floor you know i you know no i he think did. he did so. a nice job yeah. yeah no i think you guys explained it well and i have no right. no issues with it yeah beautiful next <laughs> next <laughs> next on the agenda um i just went home for her home uh where i grew up minneapolis for thanksgiving and the world cup was on all week have you guys caught any of of the, the world bit. cup Putting it yeah. in the background, I think soccer is a good game to have do. in the background. Okay. Yeah, it's moving. You know, the screen is moving all the time, and yeah. it's, it's true not, about every it's, channel. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's well, not very little commercial stuff, and yeah. you know, it's just like, hey, this is like Uh-oh. candy. If you like <laughs> so, athletics, let's kick and run down this way, and yeah, and let's go the other way. So it's one step above, like just like white noise. Like, or, or, or like the screen, you know, when they went bowl. off. Okay. Yeah. No, but there's oh, okay, no, there's okay. there's high drama at times, you know, oh, for sure. watching the flow of it. And like Pete, you were talking today. It's like you can see the play kind of form up sometimes uh, like a hockey game. If, yeah. And and uh, and then sometimes the it's just so, so disappointing that it just gets over midfield and then it's like nothing. Like, yeah. why did we even do this? And I watched some guys the other day like – <clears throat> they had it in the offensive zone, and they they just kicked it back to their goal. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Come on! Why are we doing this just to kill time? I don't. I don't know about the specific situation you're talking about. Well, why would anybody do that? Oh, let's in get out. Of I think they're reset. Let's get out of the offensive the zone. But I think they're reset. The- it. They're trying to reset the play. Um, you know, get the ball out of the, the zone and then kind of start start from yeah. scratch is what I would assume. I yeah can't say that. I mean, I for a fact. Makes the only it's the only thing that makes sense. But you don't see that in hockey though, you because that'd be you don't see there a guy just shove it right back down to his goalie from the other side of the ice, right? Not you don't see that often. often. No, not too often. Uh, no, I, but you know, you do see it. You will see it, especially. Uh, you know, if they want to change lines, yeah, and and, yes. and the other team is really hot and they just. They just want to breathe her. Yeah. Well, I actually—I don't know if you guys know this, but I actually love soccer. You I do? Watch, yeah, I watch. Oh, my God, Andy. I'm so sorry. No, it's all right. I watch more soccer than any other sport. I didn't know and that. And I'm not lying about that. I knew you liked so, it, but I didn't know So you uh, do you have much. a favorite? I, I mean, the USA. But Oh, I see. But yeah. you're, you're not like a no, I watch Real, other ones Real too. Madrid. Or... No, I watch all those. I just I like watching them. Yeah. I like I mean, there's a few. So there's a few things that are great about it. The first is that there's no commercials during the sport. Wow, yeah, that's a big thing. It. It's huge. Once you notice it, it's like something you can't. Yeah. You know, you can't Constant unnotice because because you go to watch the football game and there's you know there's just three action. plays and then there's they're talking about Geico and you know yeah. you can't it ruins ruins the flow and everything. Absolutely right. Um, but but also it's it's over in you know two hours max. Every time, you know, because of that, it's great. There's some good, you know, there's there's some secret benefits other than you know enjoying Absolutely. you know actually the game. To your question of why they would pass back, like one thing that's helped me understand it because it's kind of a complicated game to understand for Americans. So we're not very patient. I think Americans are not one of the reasons we don't like it or aren't disposed to like it is because like we actually have to focus on it for 45 minutes. Like oh. it can't be background noise. You know, we need the baseball. Mm-hmm. You guys like baseball. I know you like 
you're used to that one pitch and then hey let's take let's take 75 seconds off and you know let's throw it around the horn let us take our mind off something and then we'll do another play whereas soccer is just doing plays over and over i know it's hard it's probably a little complicated to understand um but when you well, see you need to see okay good the field i'm gonna i'm gonna eventually this is going somewhere but i'll address some other questions first the field if you don't don't think of it like football where we're trying to get to the end zone okay it's not it's not it's not as linear as as our sports think of it as there's you know you use a school of fish analogy all the time mm-hmm. when it comes to to golf and safety and all sorts of things so so the reason they would pass it back is because it gets so congested around the goal and they need to draw the other team out away from from their uh, side okay so they're trying to spread out because if there's not space space is a huge thing you need space to be able to do anything if it gets too like congested you got to figure something else out you gotta go to the other side you gotta go backwards and though, that's not necessarily you know in football you'd never yeah you'd never go 30 yards mm-hmm. back for right. any reason but right. but in this well that makes a lot of sense yeah definitely yeah yeah um but we um we flipped to the soccer game during at thanksgiving because the uh the lions game was at halftime and this isn't with a crowd of you know people who'd never watched soccer before and of course it's like you know again that's something i like again watch more than anything else and people like my family is just like hey how can we how can we fix soccer? What if we got rid of the goalies? It's like the first thing that we're going to like, what if we made the goals bigger? How do we, how do we just make this better? And, and just like, it, I said on Friday to make the field half the size. <laughs> <laughs> I'm admittedly size. not a soccer fan, but I, I will say during this world cup and I've been trying to be more appreciative of how, I mean, it's the biggest sport in the world for yeah. a reason. Yeah. Um, us, you know, quote unquote, dumb Americans don't mm. understand it, and yeah. so because we don't understand it, we don't like it. Yeah. So, um, so wait, did you say half the size? Because you thought it would lead to more goals. Uh, when I originally brought up the the idea, there was no thought behind it. But yeah, yes, sure. it would, the, the scores would be a little bit higher. Yeah. But yeah. N- now hearing your thing about yeah. space, it sounds like that's they not true. Less. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It sounds it like it'd be harder less. to score. Yeah. Exactly. That would be. Um. But yeah, I mean, indoor just, soccer and it's like small. Didn't they used to have like they indoor have professional? People. They have less people, right? So, so you'd have to do that, I guess. It yeah. Couldn't be. How many yeah. pe- do we have? Ten people. Uh, ten oh. people and a goalie. And a goalie. Yeah, yeah it's so eleven it's each. 11. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, got it. And and uh, do we have? Uh, is this like a, a chess board in some way? I mean, do we? Have yeah, we got a formation. Players? Yep, we got a defenders. We got a midfield, and we have attackers, and then we have different. You know, each team will line have different formations and different ways they want to play some people more def- some people will more like try to absorb pressure and like counter attack really fast others will try to keep the ball the whole time and do a lot of short little passes mm. like that's what spain does um but usa played england friday that's like the big game yeah that did, did you watch watch the whole thing wow first time i've seen a whole soccer game start to finish wow. and usa drew england zero zero mm-hmm. which i what was your thoughts on the match um, Were you disappointed that it was a draw? No, no, because okay. going into it, uh, my brother is a, is a big, big soccer fan. He watches the Premier League. He's like really into it. Um, it's probably his number one sport. And contrary to me, it's my it's my least watched sure. sport by far. So I really don't know anything about it. Um, but you know, the World Cup comes around every four years. I watch it yeah. when it comes on. And the U.S. Uh, they weren't in it in 2018, correct? Or correct. was that 20? Right, correct. Okay, they didn't make it last time. Um, 
and they've got some names I know, which is a big part of it. You got to know some of the people on the field. Um, and I knew going into it that a draw would be big because then I think there was more than likely they would control their destiny um, yeah, in their last win. game, which I tomorrow. Yes. So, and obviously England, historic country when it comes to soccer. So like, it, and U.S. is not. So right. um, a tie would would, would be yeah. huge, and it was. Now, the 0-0 part, which I was talking to Pete about, um, I don't want to say bugged me a little bit, but I feel like the tension built the whole game, and then it never released. Yeah. And I could tell by watching, you can see, like, there was plenty of, like, the U.S. had a lot of good shots on goal, or at least a lot of good opportunities Obviously, soccer's hard to score, harder than, than hockey or any other sport, but um, it just felt like we were there. Yeah. And it also feels like you can play a terrible half mm-hmm. and it still be 0-0. Zero, zero. Like, if you play a terrible half in basketball, you're down by 20 points and the game's probably over. Mm. But in soccer, you're down by zero. A zero it can be 0-0 zero, zero or 1-1 one, one and you have a, a chance to win it, which is I think actually makes it more fun to watch. But Yeah. So the reason bringing this up is because, you, you know, England – they're, you know, they're a top team. America never has been. And there's a lot. And so going into it, they wanted to draw, but um, they actually controlled the whole game and like dominated mm-hmm. certain parts of it. And so like normally when a team wants to draw, they just sit everyone back by the goal and just defend and just kick it long and don't really do anything. But America, there's like they like went toe to toe with the top team mm-hmm. and like held their own. It was like there's like really a lot, a lot to it. And so. Um, I, I just like, I, the reason I think you would like it, Pete, Peter, is that, um, there's a, the, the story, the score is not the story really at, at all at, mm-hmm. at certain times. You know what I mean? Like yeah. z- you can see zero, zero and be like, oh, this is, this is, this is dumb. Why didn't, you know, let's make the goals bigger. That would have been <laughs> yeah, better. Yeah. Or, but if you actually like spend time to watch it, it's like, wow, this is like, you know, a thrilling like yeah. back and forth yeah. with a team that was an underdog, like playing like maybe above their ability and like the, one of the top teams not doing what they were supposed to be doing. Like the, the analysts in England were say, saying, were like, they were just, their only discussion was like how many goals England would win by. Cause they won their first game six, two. So, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And they thought, you know, America was just the same level as Wales. Cause we, we did, we tied Wales and then that's the team that, or, or I whatever iran beat wales and we tied Wales. whatever like they thought we were at the same level as a team that they beat six two but we weren't mm-hmm. and so wow well that was that would be amazing then yeah and i that think it would be amazing to watch yeah i think that's another reason why the draw is big i didn't know how big goal differential is in this group stage yeah. so like because england won by four we could we could not afford to lose like it'd be over if yeah. we lost so is that right yeah Oh, well, for God's sake. Maybe not mathematically. Uh, no, but they, no, they still would have had... If they beat Iran, they would have had a good chance still. Right. But but that's hindsight now that yeah, we know yeah. the results. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. don't they play all the, st- all the games at the same time uh, no. so they can't... They do the final day. So, so that you can't, like, do, throw it. Because, like, yeah. if you were... I know there was a scenario where Wales and England could be playing each other, and if they tied, they would guarantee yeah. the U.S. doesn't get through. I know that's happened in the past a long time ago, but now they play yeah. them at the same time, yeah. so you can't... Is that, that what yeah. is that what will happen? Uh, Both games are at one o'clock tomorrow, I think. Yeah. So that would be impossible for them to know the result of the yeah, other yeah. game. But do the United States really control their destiny? Yeah, or yeah. Is that when that, and they're in. Yeah. Okay, good. That's great. Well, yeah. wonderful. And what time is that game? One o'clock. One o'clock. I think one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm yeah. so glad you told me about yeah. it. I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah. I mean, other soccer, they they are on it. 
Like 9 a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah. What else mm-hmm. are you watching? Oh, my that? gosh. You know, I mean, nothing. I do turn them on. Yeah. on uh, you know, uh, I turn them on. Oh, yeah, you're here sometimes. Okay. If you're yeah. working, yeah, it's fine. Most people just are sitting at home doing nothing. So. Well, that's true. Yeah. Not getting ready to go to church or anything. Oh, well. Go to mass. Suppose. Maybe. Maybe some. Yeah. Um, well, um, Pete, what's what's been on your mind golf-related lately? Uh, I've got like eight things I could talk about, but I... Yeah, I well, no, I think we, you. Andy, I think we should. Up. You're, I mean, you've got the, you brought some wonderful things in here today, and I'm sure you've got some good ideas. What I've been thinking about recently. Hey, you got your notebook always, and you're always gotten. Yeah, new no, stuff I got stuff going that's going on. What's in yeah, the hopper. Yeah, oh gosh, all kinds of things in the hopper, but, um, but uh, swing wise, I'm keeping, you know, uh, keeping a journal of of how my practices get how they go, how they end up, you know, what, what was the strict script? Uh, and, um, you know, I've, I've, the melee has kind of freed my, my mind, you know, and, and now when I go and hit, I'm more, uh, you know, I'm more, uh, imaginative, uh, about, you know, what I'm doing, you know, and if I were a kid, I'd be, I, I my first shot would be a hockey shot. Right, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm doing. They're all hockey shots. For those that don't know, can you describe what your what your idea of a melee is? Yeah, melee is is where I scatter balls, and uh, and and hit them as if you know I was in a tennis match. So the rhythm of it is like stepping and swinging, You're and constantly moving, moving. Yeah, yeah, moving, and. Um, you know, I'm seeking the same kind of certainty with uh, my slinging club as I would have if I had a tennis racket. I mean, I'd be able to swing it and knock it back, either a lob or level or spinning over the net. And why can't I do that with a golf club? You know, and so, you know, I've always, uh, I've been, uh, you know, very careful uh, for years and years and years, ever since I got in the golf business, about creating a backswing and been very backswing conscious. And um, and my swing has been, Peter Costas would say, it's a, it's a turn back and a swing through. So the body turn leads the backswing, and then the arm swing, you know, is thrown from there, and the, and the body chases it through. Uh, and that's usually a draw swing. A hook swing, and um, and Costas would say, well, a cut swing is a swing back, the arms leading and the body not, you know, making such a big and deliberate turn, but then the body turning through and hurling it with a turn through action, and uh, so I just play with those. Those are, and I play with cuts, and and my what I'm going for is a Hogan cut. That's that's the ball I'd like to hit. And today, when I went in there, um, you know, I started growing the strokes, uh, you know, from little flip shot, like you'd pass a puck from one side of the rink to the other side and just little pitches. And then, but with the same action, you know, I was going for a specific action. I wasn't trying to, you know, anyway. And, uh, and, and uh, in, in a way that I would say was just uh, really not thoughtful, you know, I, I uh, ripped off six strokes, and they were just all like, 
they were all, I mean, there were variations. They weren't all cuts, but they all landed pretty close to the line. And, uh, you know, I thought, hey, that's, that's pretty good. And then I punctuated that with, you know, with gym, what I call gym work. And that is I'm working, you know, to get my, my pelvis to, uh, to, to move in a certain way from one side to the other so that it's more this than this. And, and, and so really working between the hips. And that's something that um, in old men like me, that doesn't move very fluidly. And so that's been my work over the past three years is to try to get some movement in there. And now that I can feel it, now I understand things like, oh, you know, if you moved into your backswing, you know, if you're really moving into your pelvis, that that femur is not going to rotate to the to the outside. The kneecap isn't going to roll to the out away. The weight isn't going to get onto the outside of the foot. But if you can't make that move, and see right now, I I'm not in the habit of making it. So I've got to go through a deliberate programming of my of my movement. And so what I do in that is I kind of imagine that I'm playing baseball or tennis and I sort of step and thrust into these movements and it makes it more enjoyable for me. I mean, you know, it's it's like, uh, you know, creating your own um, virtual reality, only you're using your own imagination instead of some projection that's sure. coming from the outside. So I was talking, I was in my doctor's office this morning and we were talking about exercise and he said to me at one point, he said, well, studies have, uh, that I've read have, have shown that uh, if you don't, if the exercise that you're not, you're doing isn't fun for you to do it, you're not going to do it. Grim determination is, there's got to be, you've got to, you know, have some fun in it. And that's what I find fun is like, uh, imagining that I'm I'm in a situation. I mean, that's what I did when I was a, a little kid, right? I mean, you saw dramatic moments in the game, and you put yourself in those moments. Yeah. You lived into them in your imagination. Andy North, after he made, uh, you know, I think it was a six-footer on a really glassy surface at Cherry Hills to win his first U.S. Open, when they asked him, he said, how the hell did you make that putt on this rough surface and in this pressure situation? I mean, you've never been a U.S. Open contender before. And he said, I've made that putt hundreds of times yeah. in my life. And that's, you know, that's what I do. And I don't, it doesn't matter that I'm 72 years old. I'm still a kid looking to have some fun. That's cool. Yeah, I mean... So that's what I've been doing. So I've been making myself stronger. I can feel it. I can feel my butt muscles on my left side, you know, are, are getting stronger every day. And I'm, I'm learning because I know now how to move in a healthy way for my body. You know, exercise, uh, you know, can be done, in a, you know, in a, at any time, at any moment. You could be giving a lesson, standing behind a student and strike a posture and, you know, focus on your student. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's just not having to go to a gym, being able to be productive at the drop of a hat, 
you know, moving sure. from this to this to this to this to this. That's the that's my best concentration style. Is like doing, you know, moving and doing something on different subjects. Mm -hmm. Everybody's different, but that's my best way. So, yeah. I've been thinking a lot about. We're gonna do a New Year's resolutions podcast coming soon, and I've been planning in advance. Six six weeks in advance, apparently, because <laughs> I had nothing else to do this or this week. Um, <laughs> um, so I've been thinking about like what you know, what you know, experience I want from golf, and then, but like also like how to get there this winter. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious your advice. Like how how do you what do you think? What do you think I should be doing with my practice this year to be to be better to get better? We've played a lot together this past year, probably more than ever. And you also see how I tend to operate when I'm when I'm here. Well, I know. Here's what I know about how you operate: uh -huh. is that you like you like operating. I mean, I, I uh, you know I I see you and I hear you practicing. Now, you know, you and I haven't talked a lot about what you're doing when you're practicing, and I would love to know. You know, because um, you know I can see changes. In your phys in your physical move, and I know that you <laughs> you went through a huge uh, huge deal, a huge uh, uh, project and success story this summer with your driver, and just the whole notion of you know, hey, you were good at hitting it over trees, but faced with an open sky, <laughs> you know that was now some guys is blind shots. Right? Oh God, I hate that. Oh no, there's a hill in front of me. I hate these holes. Right? I mean, we all got something like that, and that was a, that was a Johnny Miller would stand up and applaud because he thought that that puzzling through and working through those kinds of, you know, challenges in golf, um, you know, the sort of mental, physical. How are you operating yourself, and can you move from a place of, uh, you know, of discomfort mm -hmm. and or fear to a place of imagination and creativity and confidence i mean that's the, huh? that's that's the evolution we're all going for right yeah so anyway you had a terrific summer i'd be uh i know that you uh you know that you have uh you know gone through a period of deliberately being a technician and working you know, some some things into your swing, and you've. It looks different to me. You know, it looks way more you know in control, less less loose, mm -hmm. and uh, but not not tight, just less less loose. And so, uh, you know, you. I mean, you hit the ball on a lot of greens, and you hit a lot of good drives. So, yeah, I'd be interested to know how you are doing it. Um, well, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll ask this maybe a slightly different way. Um, I, I shared like a lot in my, in our season review podcast, I like went in deep on how I, what I did this summer. So, um, but also like over the winter, I don't know, I guess I'm like in the past, it would be like hit, hit shots on track, man. 
see what numbers pop up, make the numbers a little bit better. Yep. The end. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm I think bored you should... by that. I'm kind of bored of that. Yeah, well, no, I think Andy, I think that you know, making yourself. You asked me a long, you know, some time ago. You know, what were my five? Yeah. Lessons, and and the first one is you are the athlete. Sure. And so, you know, become a dancer. You know, uh, you know, explore that. Exercise. You know your joints. Uh, you know uh, balance. Make sure you deliberately balance yourself out, and just you know um, uh, become more mindful. See, this is my default posture. You know, like I can, I can change that. I used to just be, used to every time I'd find myself in a slouch position, I'd say, "See, there you are. You're just a lazy son of a." <laughs> and now I say, "Oh no, I caught myself one more time." You know, and if I keep catching myself and keep keep moving i find hey muscles get created and it becomes mm-hmm. easier to you know sit and stand in the postures that you that you want so i would say uh you know i know that that there's some upward possibility for you because um you know i'm sure you're somewhere between being a, t- a couch potato and being an olympic athlete shape you're on a continuum there somewhere. So there's, we know there's an opportunity for greater strength and mobility in your joints and stuff like that. So that's one of the things I would say. And, um, but I think you, you, uh, I think that in the golf swing, um, I think the idea of of, of, of to all manner of lies is a place that I would that I would suggest for you that you you practice things like uh, you know standing with one leg on a pail and 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 making your swing deliberately go in different ways and you know even like kneeling hitting kneeling shots and you know why. Well, because when you get on a golf course, if you're playing on a, on a golf course with terrain, that's what's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? So, so less platform swinging unless it's just pure gym work, athletic. You know, hey, I train. Some people train with a discus. I train with a club. Uh, and that can be a platform mm-hmm. swing. But all the other stuff has got to be weird stance balance stuff and and adapting i feel like i'm pretty good at that i like when we went and played mammoth dunes this year i was like playing terribly like missing fairways somehow it's the widest fairway you could ever hit you know um but but my two like my two best holes were like the last two and we played them and it was like pitch black and so i part both holes in the dark which <laughs> that's like, good yeah that's good, yeah, that's good. So, uh, so whenever it gets weird i feel like i'm like i like i like that i guess i'm good at weird i'm bad at i'm bad at uh playing sunset valley for the 15th time this year do, do you mm-hmm. know what i mean so kind of my next question my, my follow maybe follow-up or related question is that like and we pete and i talked pete l and i talked about this on the last podcast of like we both shot we both shot our best rounds maybe maybe Pete you can jump in here as well like we both shot our best rounds we've ever shot this year and so as we like think towards next year 
it's like like for me that was like five under for the goal of like going to try to shoot six under just seems not that interesting less appealing to me it's like oh i did my best like i did my best now like now what you know i don't have the same like drive that like a tour player maybe has of like i'm gonna go you know shoot eight under every single time yeah and so i'm trying to i don't know maybe i don't know if you've thought any more about that i've Uh, thought a lot about it i don't have an answer for myself yet for what my um I, i guess we still have some time before the new year's resolution but podcast but um yeah, I think I <clears throat> similar to what you said about playing your best in the dark when there's some elements that are changing quite a bit around you as opposed to playing, you know, in perfect weather at a course you played a million times. I think my round with you, Pete, and Judah and Zach in the rain cold was probably the pound for pound the best I'd ever hit the ball. And it was like, you know, all the conditions would say otherwise or would lean towards you playing the opposite of that. But I don't know. Um, I don't know. That was just a yeah. I think that the quality of the the rounds. You know, other people people play for different reasons, truly, and they have yeah. different different uh, reward systems. Extroverts to introverts, and and uh, and tournament golf, as Joan said, tournament golf is there's golf and then there's tournament golf. And he, he thought they were different. And, and I would say that, you know, golf is, is freer than tournament golf. Right? Tournament golf is all about scoring. Mm-hmm. Right? Golf is about creativity and, and deliberate decision-making about, well, what are, we, what are you going to do on this play? Are you going to play this like um, laying it up, play the odds, uh, or are you going to say, hey, I want to take a go? You know, uh, and so, you know, I think that's that's uh, that's really golf. Uh, you know, Bob Mack told a great story in here the other day about, you know, having he was in qualifying school years ago and he had. This tour caddy, because the tour caddies were off, and so he had this guy caddy for him, and he said uh, the guy didn't say anything to him until he got to the 10th hole, and it was his par five with water on both sides. And the caddy said, take your three wood and knock it on the green. And Bob said, I can't do that. I mean, I'm already, he just had this terrible front side. He said, I'm already, you know, four over. He said, I got to lay this thing up, and you know, knock it on the green. And, th- and so Bob said, so I did, you know, I did that and I three putted for a six. And he said, I walked to the 11th tee and I looked at him and I said, I am going to do exactly what you tell me to do for the rest of it, for the next two and a half rounds. And that's, that's what happened. The guy just started giving him clubs and painting the picture for him. And, uh, he said it was just an incredible experience. But, you know, guys have a hard time getting to that place in tournament golf. You know, mm-hmm. this guy, he just gave himself over to a caddy that was, that was, you know, jumping from cloud to cloud, you know, and knowing that this guy had talent and, you know, could get the shots done if he'd get out of his own way. And so, so at any rate, 
I think when you play golf and the experiences you've had, I think the score, as you have, would have predicted yourself, is going to be a like, oh, yeah, that's what it added up to. Mm-hmm. I mean, when in Chivas, in, in the golf in the kingdom, I don't think they did add up the scores in the end. But, yeah. you know, they weren't playing for that. They were playing to find center. They were playing for true gravity. They were... You know, so you're you're going to move in that direction, like yeah, so, you're talking about. So what would you 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 said that there's tournament golf, like tournament golf is like that's the easiest, even if it's not an actual tournament, that's the easiest golf to play, right? It's the most obvious to keep your score and to play for this. For you know, that's what ninety eight percent of the people are playing. You know, and make even, your decisions. Yeah, based yeah, on you're that. just saying you're you're playing to shoot a better score than you yeah. did last time, and you're. Right you know, buying equipment and taking lessons and doing all of these practicing, doing all these things so that you can have a better score. Right. You got a stock swing and you hit it for the yardage. Sure. Mm-hmm. And things like creativity and decision making like are really only useful if they help you get your score, you know, better. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Under that, under yep. that, yep. you know, way yep. of thinking. So would you but then like golf, so let's just say we wanted to play let's say I wanted to play golf, not play tournament golf this next year and that was going to be my goal you you said that there's creativity and you said there's deliberate decision making um would you add anything else to that list well i would say uh optimism i think acceptance is optimistic uh you know it's like this is uh you know every it's just outcomes right i did i did this i you know i produced this outcome and some of it is you know is the quality of the hit and some of it is maybe the quality of the motion and some of it is the quality of the vision and so you can you know you can uh, experience it uh, you know on uh on different from different angles uh and I think it's interesting to, you know, it, when you're playing, when you're, uh, if you were playing golf, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, as a kid, I, you know, I used to play two and three balls against each other, right? And so I knew the score of every ball, right? So if I'm out on the golf course and I want to learn some golf, if I'm in a situation, you know, that, that in, intrigues me or that I don't often take shots over again. I don't take putts over again because if I choke a putt, why do I want to pull it back? And I know I could knock it in any time. That, that's not the issue. The issue is my mind over the putt and how do I do that? So, but if I'm on the golf course and I hit a bad shot or I want to hit another shot and I want to hit a different shot, I think I should do that. If I'm not slowing the game down, I'll score my ball. Right. If you want to know what that ball score was, I'll be able to tell you at the end of the round. But, you know, I think golf is more trying to expand your skills because, you know, where else are you going to practice if you can't practice on the golf course? Right. And how many times does does the game take you around to this situation? You know, this particular lie, this stance. Yeah, I think that's one of the best ways to practice is do exactly what you said, like play three different balls. And and like I I used to do a canal as a kid. I would go when I when I was known as Peter Jans. I would go over there and play by myself and play out three different balls. And 
over time you find every single square inch of that golf course and you've hit every shot off every lie absolutely um, and you kind of play against and and you do what you said Andy North said you got you got to putt as you know Tiger versus Phil um or you versus Tiger whoever yeah. to win yep and you've just manufactured pressure when you're alone on a golf course which yep. i think is that's maybe the best way to practice yeah. multiple balls and manufactured lies and and shots and everything you know they say that you know getting one of the keys to um you know, creating an environment that's inviting for kids to want to excel. If you ignite in that kid, you know, something like, I want to be like them. Mm -hmm. You know, whether that's a tour player that you're, you know, uh, imagining and admiring, uh, or whether that's, uh, you know, the high school kid, you know, yeah. uh, um, but when you can get that. So I you know, I think cultivating that in your practice is you know, is a cool thing. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I mean honest to God, it inspires I me. Mean, when you get inspired, you know, you know, you <laughs> you all of a sudden do things like really, this is like extraterrestrial here. Like <laughs> where did I get power like that mm -hmm. to imagine that and make that happen? So I think that's where you're going, Andy. I think that you, I think, you know, in here you want to um, just, you know, hit it through all the windows when you're practicing. Mm, okay. you know, hit it through the nine windows, you know, and, and keep it moving. Ran, you know, randomize it, make it fun, and, you know, be um, Bubba. Right. Or somebody else. I mean, Bubba yeah. isn't the only creative guy in the oh, world. Sure. How about Justin Thomas? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, but a lot of those guys, I mean, really, you, you, um, you know, I think you, you put yourself, uh, you know, in a place right now in terms of how you use your body and how you swing the club that it's like, you're getting to be like Marikawa over here. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just like looking. I maybe it's going to take more, you know, more, you know, reflection and thinking about it of there's like what. Like I, I uh, having like played like incredible round, incredible rounds of golf in the past and seeing that like, oh, that search for like the score is ultimately like leaving me like a little bit empty. There like must be more to it than that. But it's hard to. It's hard to like describe or quantify or even like measure um, or articulate like what that more like could be. And so that's kind of more, you know, what yeah. I'm trying to do because because yeah. I hear what you're saying, but it's like uh, so I've done things like the, in the past of like, oh, I'm you know I'm here to uh, you know enjoy the experience with with friends or um, uh, not or not you know a golf as a practice of not. Uh, I'm just like moving on to the next shot and not letting like past shots bother you, you know? So like trying to find other things to grasp onto other than score. And that's like left me like shooting a worse score than I felt I could have. And then I just, just like, there's a very like apathetic type feeling at the end of like, Oh, if I, if I had actually tried more, I probably could have done better, but yeah. you know, I didn't want to be that person for whatever reason. And so then I did, I like spent time like actually try, like being that person of like, let's make a score. And 
I like got to the end, the finish line, at least last year. And it was like, oh, okay. Well, that was one experience, but. Well, like you said, I mean, there's some, listen, if you're, if you play like Fred Shoemaker talks about, then you're painting a picture on every single shot. It's not just, oh, I'm going to aim here, make my launch swing and hit it to there. You're, you're, you know, hitting this thing through a, a, some sort of a, to the catcher's mitt or something, but it's stimulated by, you know, a creative image. And if it's not, if it's just like, well, I'm going to line up to that yeah. mark, you know, a foot in front of me, and I'm going to rear back and launch this thing and see where it comes down. Well, then I would say that's interesting, but uh, I would uh, I would say if you play golf the way Justin Thomas played, uh, I just remember so vividly how he played at TPC. Yeah. Right. I mean, they they got that shot tracker on him and 16. He's slinging that thing. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. Who else does that? Right. Bruce Litsky wouldn't do that. I mean, Bruce Litsky would hit a, a cut mm. <laughs> no matter what. But that's tournament golf. Bruce Litsky, you know, he'd play tournament golf. He'd play the, the percentages. But, I mean, if you, it, how, what would make the game richer for you to be more, to have uh, the shots be more uh, creative? You know, hey, I'm going to hit this thing through that window or I'm going to hit a 15-yard draw, you know. Okay, yeah. You know, to that thing. and Where that, that becomes almost the, the practice in itself as opposed to the shots being in service of like an end goal. Yeah. You know, listen, it's, uh, it's uh, Lee Trevino commenting on uh, Lon Hinkle or somebody like that. I remember Trevino, they were playing someplace like Southern Hills in the, one of the major championships and Trevino is commentating and Bob Golby is in the fairway and, it's a winds in the face, the green slope from back to front, pins in back. Trevino says, "This is a this is a, you know, low <laughs> cut six iron, <laughs> two bouncing and then running up to the back of the pin." And he's talking this poetic stuff the way he would see the shot. And uh, Bob Golby says, "Lee Lon doesn't have that shot. <laughs> this is going to be a stock seven iron that's going to be thirty feet short." <laughs> so you know there was a time and there are people who play golf like shot makers and yeah. not like launchers and sure. you know i think that you guys have uh in your uh we're all born into our own time right and golf is is a certain technologies brought us to a certain place and and that's just it. This is the world I live in. This is the game I inherited. And so that you've chosen to, uh, you know, go retro and f and see what the game was like when it was played with different equipment and 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 take a different point of view. Take a point of view of being, you know, a creative shot maker. Yeah. I mean, you can, yeah, if you hit the ball pure enough, Right, it doesn't matter which way the wind's blowing. That's what I'm told. Right, so just launch that sucker right dead into the wind. Well, that's not the way we grew up. I mean, you had to hit that thing low. Can you do that? 
you know, no, uh, no, Lee. He doesn't have <laughs> he that doesn't shot. have that shot. <laughs> That's great. Pete, I think that's the most fun part about a half set, though, is that shot making, what it forces you to do. Because that's what, you know, I've said it before, but that's what drove me to doing that full time was that, like, it's fun to hit those shots. It's fun to be forced to hit those shots yeah. as opposed to being, you know, having that stock swing with your 7-iron, stock swing with your 9-iron, 8-iron that goes this yardage and I hit this for this shot. No, no, what if I gave you this yardage and you got to hit this club like that? Being able to, you know, artistically figure that out or paint a picture like you said earlier is that's what's so cool about it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and it just doesn't matter, you know, whatever it takes to hit the ball. Some guys can take, you know, their seven irons and they can make different clubs out of them, you know, and, uh, but you can always, you know, go back and get a five iron. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you don't have to sit, put it back in your stance and hood it. If you can, fine, but you just, you know, find out the way you do it. And, uh, you know, get something that you can play with, that you can develop, you know, mm-hmm. trust and confidence in. And you can expand your repertoire, you know, as you, as you have the kind of the mental capacity to do it. You know, I mean, so, sometimes we confuse ourselves, you know. But when we're at a point where it's easy for us to distinguish one move from another move and that they don't sort of, like, bleed into each other or, you know, or something bad happens, you know, uh, mm-hmm. unintending, um, then you can develop more shots. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think you can look at that as like, oh, look at what I can do now. I didn't used to be able to move my hands like that, and now I can without freaking out and shanking it. And, and look what it does. It throws it straight up in the air, especially if I, you know, turn out ahead of it. You know, and then just and whatever you know, but that to me is like been such a uh, wonderful thing in the last twenty years. You know, f- to develop that kind of freedom to swing the golf club, you know, in different different ways with with uh, the hands. You know, curled under, hooded, you know, cocked open, flipping under, and you know, creating all manner of club face. All that has to happen is it needs to, you know, align a certain way, you know, coming into the ball to make it go in a certain direction and to make it go up or out. You know, it's just, uh, I, you know, I mean, really, the culture at my time was like, no, 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 there is a right way. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not like there's a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, everybody talked about, yeah, there must be a lot of ways. Oh, sure, there are a lot of ways. Well, well, how are they? Well, they all look different. Yeah, but do you know how they work? Well, no, not exactly. <laughs> Two turns and a swish. And yeah. that swish is like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a miracle. <laughs> uh. I read this quote from Jeff Cunningham, who works for the Golfer's Journal and Linksol, and he... He also plays golf with the persimmon club, so I think he's cool. He says, he was talking about, it's kind of like along the same lines of what we're talking about. He says, it's the idea that we have the center and we don't live there most of the time. We're outside of it. We're traveling around it. We're trying to go b- get back to it. A lot of the sports we play are that idea manifested. We're trying to put the ball in the hole. We're trying to put the ball in the basket. 
And in order to do that, we have to align ourselves. We have to connect ourselves. A practice like golf is a practice for finding that alignment. I thought that was a cool quote of like yeah. the, the golf, um, you know, the practice is like finding that just like alignment of, of yourself and that, um, yeah, it's, he has other thing in other podcasts. He talks about how like when, when golf or, or when, it, when anything becomes about, about like the ego or like, you know, accomplishing something then it comes about money and it comes about like score and status and all of these things. But like, he's like, there's so much more that it, that it could be, but it's harder to see those things. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't sell. I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, but you know, um, you know, those of us that want that, we find that. You know, yeah, I think, but I think other people would do want it, but it's just hard to communicate it, or it hasn't been communicated well. That's why you're them. here, Andy. <laughs> Make a light of yourself. Okay, all right. So you're telling me just keep communicating and yeah, stop, come on, stop man. trying to yeah. define it. Okay. Well, no, no, no. I mean, don't you know? No, you I mean, define, I mean, stop trying. I, I keep like looking for the answer, but maybe like the answer is just something that we have to do ourselves because. Well, not there there, yet. you know, it's. I think it's. Uh, it's uh, glorying in the diversity of the way that we do it. Okay. You know, we're we're creating our own stuff, and like my doctor said to me today, Pete, if you if the exercise isn't fun, you're not going to do it. So, so the golf practice to me is like, uh, hey, how do, how does one develop practices? Well, yeah, for make it. them fun. Sure. <laughs> you yeah. know, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Oh, I thought it was like, oh, I have to, you know, just do it. Yeah, that like aligning yourself with your center is easier done. When playing golf, then without it, so do you know what I mean? That's something. That's one example of of something that you could do through, that make golf makes more fun yeah. or enjoyable. Yeah, or, absolutely. I mean, any, yeah, anything. You're not gonna go on a walk for four hours, you know, by yourself, but you would play golf. I, that's what I would do. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would golf my ball over hill and dale. Um. Yep. Got anything else? No, I, I've written down some notes that I'm going to have to reflect upon before our next next podcast because I don't know what my goals will be or what my plan is for next year or my practice plan or what. I don't really have the answer to any of that right now. But do you have any do you have any inklings of what it what it isn't? What my goals aren't or what my yeah like like um do you know they're definitely not score based okay. I know that for a fact. Other than that, I don't know anything for sure. And what, like, and why not? Because I don't have any plans. I, I don't have any official plans to play in any tournaments. Um, I may play in some, you know, team stuff, but individually, no. So, I, <laughs> I wish I had a better answer for you. I have, I have to think about this. Well, stuff. I think but that's I, what's I, great about this. You know, I mean, I, I didn't, hadn't even. Uh, you guys got me thinking about the rounds that I played and why I played, you know, the other day out of this podcast. And so, you know, I, I think now, yeah, you've got to work on it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
I do. I have another another uh, decision to make when it comes to what driver I'll be using too. So, but that's <sighs> that's going to take some time. Good. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. My 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 outlook on equipment has never been different than right now, or has never been the way it is than right now. Never been different from what the norm was for me. So what did it used to be and what is it now? It used to be find the best piece of equipment that you could for you that would produce the best shots that you could rely on the most. And now it's like, now it's the, not quite the opposite, but there's some, now it's like, what, what, what can I, what can make golf more fun for me? Again, I've said this many times before. If you asked me when I was 18 to play with nine clubs, I would have said no. I would have said I'm not doing that. If you asked me to play with a persimmon driver, I would have said you're crazy. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> and here I am using both right now. Isn't so. that great? But I don't know. Yeah. Got some stuff to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we have conversations, Pete. We, we're going to do an upcoming. Well, we're not sure. I have. I have a four-page document on my computer, like, arguing of why it would be better to play golf with a persimmon driver. <laughs> but I don't know if I've convinced myself yet, so well, that's I don't the know way if I can. Though, yeah, I know. you got Work it out yeah. every way yeah. you can. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Pour your guts out on a podcast. Write furiously. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, that's the way to do it. But I mean, like, the hurdle, the hurdle of, of doing it, it's just, like, just the feeling that it always could be, have been a little bit better. If I use a different club, do you know what I mean. Like, you mean do you have as any, you're playing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like when you hit a bad shot, you like hit a bad shot. It goes. Your mind just quickly goes to like, oh man, that would have been better with this. Or, but then it also goes the other way of like, oh, if I, you know, you add, if you add twenty yards, fifteen yards to my drives, and I'm hitting a wedge instead of a nine, and then I'm making so many more birdie. You know, just like that way of talking to yourself that. Ultimately, like, doesn't really play out to be true, but it's just like it still is it's a hard mental a, hurdle, absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. it's it's a killer. I mean, how do you answer that with a person? You know, I mean, you can't argue with that, I guess, right? Unless you're just, I mean, who wouldn't say the game would be easier if you could play it from twenty yards farther down the fairway? Uh, Literally, everybody right, right yeah. now is talking. That's the that's the thing. Is distance is going to get you. 10 to 15 20 yards closer to the green which is in turn giving you a less club which is in turn getting you closer proximity very difficult to argue with that logic yeah now do you have a, a good a good uh would you refute that andy with anybody no. that, that 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 they shouldn't spend all of their time or most of their time on getting more distance or would you say get better with your seven iron and your hybrid mm. uh, i think that the this, this is part of one of my one of my points bullet points in my document i guess we can share spoilers like it's the uh the, the it's called the on paper ar argument you know it happens in sports all the time like on paper like this team you know yeah this team's gonna kill this team right and then it you know they play and it, it doesn't it's like well on paper that you know whatever and then yeah what, whatever happens and so like as i've been you know i play rounds on track man sometimes with with like a persimmon driver and sometimes with a 
you know, with a re- with a modern with a new driver. And when I do it, I, I so like before Thanksgiving, I played one with persimmon with a persimmon driver, and um, which like didn't like it, it was fine. Like made par, you know, made a bunch of pars, but not not that many like birdies, not that many like really incredible like close shots into the pin. So then that night, I'm thinking, oh, I like I need to stop doing that. Like I'm wasting my time. I should use it. I use my new driver. I'll be you know hit it so much further. These holes that are 400 yards, I'll be going driver pitching wedge. You know, instead of driver, you know, eight iron, be making some. I'm really good with my wedges, uh, so many birdies. So then I tried it the next day, and it was just like, oh, Mr. Green with the pitching wedge, like, you know, driver behind the tree. What, you know, all these things that, you know, the way I talked, thought it would go in my head, like, isn't actually like how it went. And even though, like, still, like, on paper or like the science or the math, like, would definitely, like, say there's, there's more. There's more to it. That's so. why it's so. It is so interesting. Yeah, yeah. That, so that, I'm still interested in like going for, but like I have to. I maybe don't maybe don't have to do this, but I have to like commit to using it for a, like an extended period of time, because or else as soon as I have like one bad round, go right I'll back. go right back. You, you know what I mean? Like I just know that I would. I would, because that's what well, happened last year. Well, you know, can you have? Could you have a? Because you obviously have this voice in you that wants to be uh, satisfied, you know. So could you, uh, let's say, play uh, different periods in the summertime where you're going to play? You're going to play through June, and it's going to be persimmon. Oh, okay. And, uh, and we're just going to play out of this mindset and, and see what can be created and uh, see how it freshens you up. Mm-hmm. And then we'll yeah. go back because I mean, why should that? Why should any development with your persimmon not be a development with your other mm-hmm. club? Yeah. Right? I mean, your balance is getting better. Your yeah. sense oh, sure. of blah blah blah. You know, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's it's just a very specific. No, you got to hit it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would it take to get you to play with the persimmon in the staff trip, twenty twenty three? What would it take? That's why I, I don't know, what? like f- five bucks. I would do it. Okay, give me five dollars. Easier than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. it would be. <laughs> but you didn't what would do it take that. You? We had a persimmon this year. You didn't do it though. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm You're looking saying... for any re. I'm looking for like, any excuse possible to to use it. And so if I have like, oh, someone paid me to use this, I'd happily. <laughs> I mean, we played that. I wasn't match asking together. what it would take money wise. I was just saying, what would it take like performance wise? <laughs> yeah, if you paid me too, yeah, I probably would as well. But I'm saying, what this summer or this season upcoming would it take for you to be like, I'm? There's no way I'm using my Callaway driver. Well, I'm using well so I think it would take you. It would take like using it a lot, like a, a lot. lot, so that you're used to how it swings. The misses, it's like kind and, of a different yeah. feel. But then also like when you like when you use persimmon a lot and then you switch back to a modern driver, like the modern driver just feels terrible. Like just feels a little goofy. It just feels you can't mm. feel the ball off the face. It's weighted different. It looks like a balloon behind the ball instead of something else. So it's like I think there's when you're used to it, you don't think about any of those things. But when no. you like have some time without yeah. it, then those things That's start to make you think. I haven't done that. I'll have to do that next um, time. Yeah, we got a bunch. I got a whole bag of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I've got one. Yeah. I've still got mine in yeah, the sure. bag downstairs. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, so, so, how, that, long, so Andy, take that. how long does it take 
would you say? If you were going to transition, if you were going to say, well, I'm, you know, my tournament season or my, my score season is going to be when, so I need a, a, how many days or weeks to transition from persimmon to before you, before you get out on the trail of hunting? Mm. I think it takes longer going back to, or longer going to persimmon than it does going back to a modern driver. A week? Yeah, Would maybe you need a few to set days. A week aside to you know get yeah. yourself in shape and then. But it definitely sprint out. It definitely takes you more than a week to get used to the persimmon from the That's like the it. first. Well, you but would. I don't know. I'm interested in having like Pete try it or other people try it because like Jansen hits persimmon. He never yeah. practices and hits it yeah. dead straight every single time. So yeah, does he really? Yeah. Jesus, he's. <laughs> Like older king then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I know. So I don't know. Yeah. So maybe, that's okay, maybe awesome. another question. Maybe our staff trip could be a persimmon tournament. But we there is there's just no way. There's no way we could get more than half the people on board. Well, isn't Why not? I, I'm, I'm the one who makes the rules. That's I true. Just, that's true. You have the power could, for that. But I just know that year. there would be an uproar. Yeah, it could be the last. Year I'm that thinking of three specific I'd people. I'd be fired. I'd be fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking job. of three specific people in my brain right now who would be so anti that it's crazy. Well, can't oh, we I won't have, name names. Can't but, we have? Uh, uh, oh yes. <laughs> but I think <laughs> I don't I, think you need to. I think we know who I'm talking. Call them out. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that we should then, uh, you know, have a uh, something before the staff trip, uh, you know, a summer mm. event yeah, where we play persimmon. We go someplace and we play yeah. persimmon. One Less day. than 10 persimmon. Oh. Less than 10 clubs and a persimmon. Okay, driver. all right. I'm for it. Yeah. Okay, I have a better answer to your question than $5. I think it would take, it would take someone else doing it with me. Ah, oh, okay. Okay, which which I think would apply even like staff trip and even before the whole you know the whole summer. Like if I knew if I was like if we were playing together regularly and you were also using persimmon, that would make it that would like make it easier mm-hmm. to like continue to do Definitely. it. Definitely, yeah. I mean, you'd be well, your for own sure. golfing society. Yeah, for and sure. so I think, but that so then I think you can even go from there. Like let's just say there was a round we played that was me you and Jansen playing a persimmon, and then. One other person, you know, one of those people who you wouldn't name was playing with their all their new clubs. They would feel left out. Left out. And so I think it would take creating experiences like that that would then make <laughs> other people. people yeah. No, not left. No, just I like know, make them be like, oh, and actually, they feel like the weird ones, not yeah. us. And so like if you have more of those experiences. Um, so I we're think. going to try to use peer pressure to get other people in on, on no, board. No, no, no. They, they're free to do whatever they want. I'm just saying, like, the, some of these hurdles mm. that you need to go off of, are like, you're like, you're the one who's different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the mm-hmm. one at a disadvantage. Yeah. Whatever, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, so I just think having times where you're playing with other people who are using them that would definitely help. Um, but then also like having times like. It would be really fun to play a match like me and you against two people using like modern clubs, and if we beat them, how debilitating that would be for them. Well, sure, but if we beat them, then that's like, oh, hey, we can. Yeah. It doesn't matter what clubs we're yeah. using. Like, mm-hmm. so, I think those types of very bold, gentlemen. Very bold. Exactly. I love, I love where you're going with this. All right. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's what uh, legends are made of, you know, and wow. you just absolutely hmm. twist those guys up, and you know, I mean. Come on! Because he, uh, Jeff Cunningham, on he, they, uh, you know, they kind of like own like Goat Hill Park, you know that course. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. So they only they only always play persimmon there. They had a tournament with like Fred Couples, Jeff Ogilvie, Xander Shoffley, and they're like head pro and they use persimmon clubs. It's the cool. fifth one. So like there's a thing that they, they do there all the yeah. time. And he yeah. said but he talks about he says when he has they bring like new people to start playing golf all the time and they use persimmon and don't ever use anything else. Even though they're beginners. And they love it. They think I would why would I ever use anything different? Not amazing. That is yeah. amazing. Because you would think like, oh, you, the new one for the yeah. beginner yeah. makes the game easier, get the ball in the air. But as we're saying, just because that's that way on paper, maybe, maybe wow. that's not it. So, wow, yeah. that's really that's remarkable. So we'll start putting for Simmons in our junior essential rental sets come on yeah get, we'll call up todd, todd dempsey get him some get, we got to get, get uh, 50 yeah, 51s yeah. 54s yeah oh, you imagine so Pete? Cool. man alive this is this is or it could be like an upcharge would it be an upcharge on the rentals <laughs> son <laughs> like you're getting the person yeah. <laughs> it's 20 dollars a week for <laughs> modern clubs 75 for a persimmon driver you're getting those northwestern. people <laughs> uh all right i think we should stop there um, yeah, all right let's do some more reflecting and come back thanks guys yep. uh, thanks, fun, fun journey what'd you call this pete a free swim free swim yeah free yeah swim podcast where, where you can do whatever stroke you want and wow. free swim <laughs> yep all right great thank all you right. everyone all right bye bye clean contact i hit it again because that shot was a defining moment and when a defining moment comes along you define the moment or the moment defines you Thank you.